Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Granny Panty Podcast. I'm your host, Ruby Lynn. If you'd like to follow me, please go to rubylynn.com where you can find all things Ruby. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can go to the grannypantypodcast.com. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, leave me a comment and let me know what you think about this episode or any of my past episodes. This week's guest, oh, I have been wanting her on the show for a while and she's so busy. Wait till you hear all the projects she's working on that she has coming up. It's almost insane. She has been in this business, I lost track, since the 80s, 30-something years. She was an adult actress, porn star. She blew up the screen. She's been a director, a producer. She was a radio host for many years with her best friend, Christy Canyon. So now she is the star in horror films. She has so many booked. She has eight that haven't even been released yet. So help me welcome the amazing, the iconic Ginger Lynn. Welcome, Ginger Lynn. How are thank you? Thank you so much. I'm wonderful. And thank you for asking me to be on your podcast. I love who you are, the woman that you are, what you do. Aww. And it's, it's, it's a pleasure to do your show. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. I've been a huge fan of yours since, seriously, the late 80s. <laughs> I was I very sexual. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, love, I love, love, love the icons from the 80s and 90s. So I feel very um, blessed to have you on today. And I can't wait to talk about all the stuff you have going on. You are so busy. It's insane. The next seven weeks, I think I'm home like 12 days. Wow. I leave Friday for Denver, signing autographs at the All Autographs Weekend in Denver, mm-hmm. Colorado this weekend. And then I've got a film and then I've got a family commitment. It's just, and I have been on the road. I normally right now with how much I'm traveling and filming, I have a three day turnaround between gigs. I just wrapped Monday. I fly out Friday. So, and it's amazing. I'm not complaining, but my, my plate is full, but I, I have my dessert tray is you, Ruby. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, I do know you were busy because we, we had some scheduling conflicts to try to even get you on the show in between all of this. And I mean, just doing Exoticas, I had the pleasure of meeting you finally in person at Chicago this year. You know, that alone is four trips a year right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I probably out of the 52 weeks um, travel 30 of those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was in my, my 20s and doing the dance circuit, that was awesome. Now I can't wait. I love where I go. I love the people I meet. I love mm-hmm. what I do more than anything. But I really look forward to my own bed. Yeah. Um, my, 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 well, first of all, my man. Um, <laughs> um, but usually when I get in, it's like late at night, like midnight yeah. or something, and he's in bed sleeping. So the first joy is, my my Rottweiler who comes to the door is like mom's home, and and then my bed, and then Aww. my man, and just I, I I treasure each moment that I have. That uh, is amazing. 
Well, let's kind of walk through to what you are doing these days. So let's just briefly kind of review. When was the last adult film, studio film that you were in, that you starred in? How many years ago? uh, 1999 through 2001, I was with VCA Pictures. And after a 13-year retirement, I came back. I did seven films. And I love them. And then I did a couple of uh, scenes after mm-hmm. that. And the reason I do it in quotation marks is people say, how many scenes have you done? I have no fucking clue. I've made, you know, I've made 77 adult movies. If you go to my wow. IMPD, there's over 400. Wow. But what people do is it's all the compilations. and the- mm-hmm. yeah, So technically I've only done 77 films. And the last filming I did in the adult industry would have been 2005. Okay. Okay. It is true. Yeah. When I I was looking at Wikipedia, I mean, the list just kept going on. How could a person keep track of all that? (laughs) You'd have to have some pretty good bookkeeping. Exactly. I I am a lucky, well, you know, I was going to say lucky, but I work hard. Yeah, you do. Hard for everything that I have. I've earned it. I appreciate it. Uh, So, yeah. When you got in the business, did you actually foresee yourself, your longevity, the way it is? I mean, you said, oh, I was going to do two scenes. But after that, you know, just looking at your future, I mean, did you think you'd be doing something else at this age? I I absolutely did. I always have. Um, Even I remember being a kid, like nine or 10 to 12, maybe. And every summer I would put on a play in my garage. And I would hire other people from the neighborhood. And then the big cult finale of my summer as a child was the play going on. And, wow. and people would come from all over the neighborhoods and blocks away. And we had a, a tin can with a plastic lid on it. They would put the money in. Uh, nickels, you know, but that's okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, a nickel back then is like a $20 bill today. <laughs> right. So I always knew that I, I wanted to be someone. I wanted mm-hmm. to do something that I felt good about and mm-hmm. you, the viewer, and even more so to be a little selfish, me. So I went from adult to my jewelry line. From there, mm-hmm. I went into the feature dancing circuit. And then in 2005, I mean, and, and I'm doing films throughout this time. The mm-hmm. Vice Academy, I did NYPD Blue. I did America, uh, American Pie Band Camp. Um, uh, the Devil's Rejects, 31. So it just hasn't stopped. And within that time frame, I incorporated painting. I, I, wow. I paint canvas on acrylic. And, I, you know, I think it's really important to have that me time. But as, uh, as far as where I am now, thanks to Rob Zombie, I've gotten quite a reputation in the horror community. Uh, they get the bonus of the Ginger Lynn name. And then they get not only that, but, you know, I studied at the Beverly Hills Playhouse for six years. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I don't want to do anything that I'm not the best at it that I can be. I'm not comparing myself to anyone else, but I want to do the best that I can be. And with Rob's opening the door to that horror community, mm-hmm. I have eight films right now under my belt that have wow. not been released. Wow. In September, the next year is going to be insane. Uh, I fly to Chicago 4th of July to do a film for Vinegar Syndrome. 
And, and I love what I, what I really love about it is compared to me being on film doing the adult movies, it was me, Ginger Lynn. You know, that, that was, that was me. I didn't put on, even when I was portraying a character or acting, mm-hmm. um, it was still me. And today I do films where, you know how, let's say you and I were having a conversation or, and I was an asshole and you would be nice to my face, but in your head, you're going, what a fucking douchebag. <laughs> and the characters that I play, I get to say all those things that I always mm-hmm. think, but would never say. Um, I'm getting meatier and meatier uh, roles. I just finished a film with uh, Jake Busey. Wow. Uh, Gary Busey's son. Uh, mm-hmm. Gary Busey and Lou Temple play my, my sons. And it's based on a true story about Canada's most notorious serial killer. He oh. raped and murdered 49 women. And he lived in a trailer on his parents' property. Me being his mother, we, we, we owned a pig farm. So after he murdered these women, feed the pigs or feed the girls to the pigs. And this is a true story. While we were I remember that coming out, Ginger. Yes. Yes. Uh, Willie Pinkton, uh, AKA Robert Pinkton. And so that's coming out. And we do have a a small, but we do have a theatrical release on that one. I've been nominated for a lot of awards and, and, and I, I now have my three, Best Supporting Actress Awards on my wall for mainstream films. Congratulations. It, it's such a high. It's so wonderful. You're just so talented. I, I mean, artist, yes. And I saw your beautiful jewelry at Chicago. Thank you. There's just so many facets to Ginger Lynn. And, you know, like I said before, I don't want to focus on, you know, the porn past. That was amazing. but. I want, you know, people want to know what you're doing now and this new, you know, film career, you know, it's not new, but you just, you have eight films to be released yet. That is amazing. Exactly. The last two years I've been working nonstop and it's not stopping. And and it's, you know, when you get an adrenaline rush, you get scared Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. and your heart beats fast. That's how I get every time I have a project coming up. I am so excited. I'm thrilled and honored to be there. And I get lost in the characters that, that I get to play today. It's being mm-hmm. a grown-up playing make-believe and pretend. And mm-hmm. it's so fun. It's my high. That's that my, is amazing. My water. <laughs> yes. The, so, there were the days that would not be a bottle of water. Now, I, I drink like 10 bottles of water a day just to keep myself, your skin. I live in the desert. You need to hydrate. Well, so you my, do look amazing. You've aged well, yeah. like a fine wine. Thank you so much. I, I've taken, you know how when you get to a certain age, you go, oh, I'm 39 or I'm 41. And for mm-hmm. the longest time, I was 41. But I've decided recently to be 87. That way, when people look at me, they're going to go, you're fucking 87. You look amazing. So I'm, I'm not even rounding up. I'm jumping decades. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, that's the way to do it. But I, even though I know what your real age is, you do look amazing. So, so you. thank you. Well, thank you. Hey, the fifties are the best years. I'm, you know, and I'm healthy. You know, there were, when I was young, I, I took on the world and everything that I had to offer and mm-hmm. didn't always make the healthiest choices. Right. And today it's, 
it's just a whole different thing. I love the woman that I've become and all of the experiences that I've had throughout my life have made me who I am today. And I can honestly say that I'm happy with who I am. I'm a good person. I'm kind to people. Um, I work hard. I just, I'm in a really, really good place. And I agree with every single thing you said. And, you know, I talk about this a lot too on podcast. You know, age is really a state of mind. I mean, yeah, it's a number, but also, like you said, it's being happy with who you are, embracing it. And I say that because in my 50s, I, t- I just talked to another guest the other day. It's like, okay, your 30s, you're still trying to figure out life, probably having babies still, you know, this right. trying to pay the rent. 40s come and you're kind of getting into your own now. Like for me in my 40s, I went through my single girl spring break. Men yes. easy come, easy go. And then you hit 50s and it's like, okay, I I feel like I'm, you know, I am somebody and I'm good with who I am and embrace every scar, stretch mark and, you know. Smile line. I do. I do. Um, and But I just have to show you that somebody bought me, one of my fans bought me a dress off of my wish list. And for a woman my age, when I saw it, I'm like, I don't think so. But it's adorable. Oh, that is cute. cute. And, you know, I, I, I don't look at my number. I look at, as you said, my state of Mm -hmm. mind. I think I'll always have a young state of mind. Um, My body will do its own thing. But it, I'm, I'm really happy with it, to tell you the truth right now, what it's doing. I'm like, I, I ran into Kylie Ireland the other day. And I hadn't seen her in like 15 years. And we were like this. She looked at my tits and she said, what happened? And I said, I, I gained 20 pounds. She goes, nobody gets to gain it all in their tits. You got it in your tits and your ass. It's perfect. <laughs> I agree with that. I recently lost like 35 pounds and my partner was like, you can't lose another ounce because your tits and ass are gone. And I'm like, right. I know. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm a foodie. I love, not, I shouldn't say that. I am a foodie, but what I enjoy the most about food is cooking it. Um, oh, nice. You can tell me, Ginger, I want Louisiana gumbo and I will make, and even if I've never made it before, you will have gumbo. And it's a, one of those things where I can look at a recipe and go, that, 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 and that will make this. I know what's good that goes in it. Just like in yeah. a person, you know, okay, that's a good quality. That's a good quality. Okay. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, so as you've evolved into more of a mainstream actress, have you gotten into the OnlyFans thing? I kind of want to rewind a minute. Are do you do OnlyFans still? Absolutely. Or I still do my OnlyFans. Okay. I will always be a sexual creature. I love mm-hmm. sex. I'm comfortable with my body and who I am. So I do OnlyFans. My handle is OnlyFans.com backs or slash blame it on ginger. And the way you can remember this is I worked at Playboy radio for 10 years with Christy Canyon. Mm -hmm. And when we started, we had a contract about five pages long with three don'ts on there. By the time I was finished working there, it was about a hundred page. Don't do this because they never thought of it. And it's until I broke a rule that wasn't invented yet. So on average, I was called into HR once a month. But I never, ever, ever showed up. So poor Christy Canyon and my producer Marie would have to go before the boss. And he, uh, where's Ginger? 
I don't know, but it's her fault. So blame it on Ginger came out oh, of that is so me funny. Breaking rules. <laughs> what a story. What were some what were some of the rules you were breaking there, Ginger? What were you doing? No, no blowjob on camera. Mm. Uh, or, or not camera, but no blowjobs in the studio. And then it. the one they get the most upset about, and I get it because they had to call the ER or call emergency. So uh, what do you, I can't think of the name. There's firemen and there's EMTs or EMTs, yes. So mm-hmm. I had this idea. We had a guest in who was able to shoot ping pong balls out of her pussy and her, her grandmother taught her how, um, I don't know culturally, I want to say Taiwanese or, but someplace where your elders teach you what's going on. One day after seeing the girl with the the ping pong balls, I thought, well, I'm Ginger Lynn. I've got a bionic pussy that can do anything. I am going to shoot ping pong balls out of my pussy. And I bought paddles anticipating Christy banging them out as I'm shooting. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So I get the first one in. And there's the opening to your pussy, then there's the your your canal, and then your cervix is up at the top. The ball went up my pussy into the hole, not the cervix, but the hole at the top, yes. and settled there. And so Christy's like, I'll get it out for you. So there was no shooting. It just went up and, and lived there. So Christy's like, I'll get it out. So she, she's on her hands and knees, and then she's got lube. Now the ball's spinning. Oh and... Don't ask me why, but I had a, a cat litter box in the studio. Um, and so it ended up, uh, my dad called into the show. He wasn't, he never listened, but he would call in. Mm-hmm. And the, the ping pong ball got stuck. We were having fans call in, EMTs call in. Oh my gosh. HR came down. Uh, and it, the, the EMT showed up and I'm like, I got one more idea. I've got one more idea. And so I, I got an, on all fours and doggy over the litter box and gave birth to a ping pong ball. I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. And so that was something that came on the list of things that were not appropriate. So there were the, the normal things like a blow job, but you know, it said you couldn't fuck in the studio. So I didn't fuck in the studio. I, did, I would take the guests that I wanted to get fucked by into the women's bathroom Oh and my on the in the, on the breaks, I would go in the bathroom and fuck them. Uh, it was it wild was, child. I I am, and I still have that spark in me. I still do. I think that is the best story that has ever been told on this podcast. That is like <laughs> the ultimate best one. I think you just won. <laughs> We played another game called Guess What's Up Ginger's Ass. Oh. And I would blindfold my guests and put everything from a Twizzler to a turkey leg up my butt. And you oh had to eat God. it to figure out what was in my ass. Oh, uh, my they God. frowned upon that. Uh, <laughs> we had the yes, they did, part. literally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We oh my gosh, my cheeks hurt. You are so funny. <laughs> we had another thing called the ginger jar. And we oh. would see how many of a different object we could insert into my butt. And we decided on Boston baked beans, the candy one day, with the peanut in the middle and the candy show. Candy yeah. show. And so Chrissy's there. We're putting all of these, these 
candies in my butt. And I got up to 38 and that's all I could take. Now it's time to get them out. So I go to the girl ladies room and I think they're all out. I finish up my show with Christy and I go to yoga and I can't remember what I was doing, but every time I would move in that position, I, I could feel the Boston baked beans. There were two of them. I didn't get out. So there's times when they would suck up and then times where they would try and get out. And I've got my, my pants on and thinking I'm going to poop Boston baked beans in my yoga. <laughs> was very popular as well yeah i was just thinking in my head don't pop a bean at yoga <laughs> oh can i fit this in my ass i wonder how many <laughs> oh gosh that is so funny well what is your opinion about the way that adult content has evolved over the years from mostly studio where you don't own any of the rights you have no control over how it's distributed to today's age where most of it i would say the self-produced you know more amateur you control it you produce it you edit it how do you what do you think about that evolution especially for yourself well the thing i love about pornography today is the accessibility for anyone and everyone and mm -hmm. for a woman to be able to control exactly what she does, who she does it with, and if she wants it out there or not. You know, we have right. those choices. I love that part of the adult industry today. Um, I'm a kinky fuck because I've done everything. So I go to the extreme sites when I go and it's all free though anyway, mm -hmm. but to have the OnlyFans aspect in your life and being able to control everything you do is mm -hmm. brilliant. I'm so glad it's come to this point. What I miss is the family element of it. Mm -hmm. um, we had 50 people in the industry when I started and we all wow. knew each other. We all worked together and we did films. Out of the 77 films that I shot, over 40 of them are on film. Wow. Um, I'm, yeah. And, and then the, the video age came in mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Uh, I was the first contract girl ever with Vivid Video. And so wow. you were saying uh, the girls today uh, have more control. I was the exception, not the rule in the industry. Uh, at the time, I was paid a monthly fee to be exclusive with Vivid. I was paid for box cover days. I was paid for shooting days. On top of the shooting days, I was paid for sex scenes. And on top of all of that, I received royalties in perpetuity. So I just fell into the right place at the right time and had enough of a business sense to ask for what I thought I deserved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we had the big premieres with the red carpets and I missed the glamour and the, and yeah. the family elements of the adult industry today. I was mm -hmm. on a set recently in, in Los Angeles, my first porn set I've been on in 20 years. They hired me. It's a film called Feed Me. And they hired me to play a schizophrenic nun. Oh. I had so much fun. The, I, you know, my, it's all acting and I got to interact with the other characters and mm -hmm. actors. What I did not see on the set at all was any sexual energy, any sexual mm -hmm. tension. Um, and I went and looked up this cute little thing that, that I was working with. And they were interviewing her, and, and she, they asked her what kind of porn she watched. She goes, and you could tell she didn't. And she goes, mm -hmm. um, 
I, I like vanilla porn. I'm very vanilla. They asked if she would do girl, girl. And she goes, yeah, I'll do it, but I don't like it. And it wasn't just her. That's mm-hmm. the mentality of a lot of the people that work in the adult industry today. It's a job. It's work. You go in, you do your job, you go to the next set or you go home. Ours was the flirt, the lead up, the tease, the things that get you to the point where you want to fuck. I love that that VHS came out. I love that things were out of the the the, the theaters where you had to mm-hmm. wear a raincoat with a popcorn bucket with a hole in the bottom. Um, I loved the 90s. And in this century, comparatively, I'm definitely going back to the 80s and 90s. I'm happy for the girls. I love the fact that they are very clear about what they will and won't do. Whereas Mm -hmm. in my day, you just did it. And if somebody tried something, you'd fuck that. No, no. You would say no during the act, or at least I did. But today it's all, it's very technical. I loved they had, it was a big, giant, beautiful production. It was fantastic, but I missed that sexual energy. There was a girl and a guy that I knew um, were having a scene together Mm -hmm. and it could have been her brother as far as the type of conversations that they had. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's that way on on all sets, but I I do find that I think a lot of women today realize the value of their pussy. And I admire that, but they don't necessarily have the sexual energy that, that I have. And mm-hmm. maybe I'm just comparing myself to people like, you should want to suck dick all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, w- I wonder too, if it's our age, you know, as mature <laughs> women, a mature, you, we've been kind of around the block a time or two. And we've been in the eras where there weren't so much of the sexual harassment accusations. Do you know what I, you know, what I'm trying to get out. I just wonder if, if it's our age. It's a very good possibility, and I'm not romancing my past. I mm-hmm. truly, absolutely loved it and enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. I loved the glamour of it. I loved the AVN shows with the big tables and the white tablecloth right. centerpiece, which they still have today, but it's more of a party today. Right. If you're the one on stage, don't count on anyone listening to you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. at the tables having their own conversations. Whereas going back to my day, I would walk in and go, Oh fuck, that's Dino De Laurentiis. It was a whole different, a whole different thing. Yeah. And am I, am I weird or is it just age that makes me appreciate then so much more than I would if I were on the set today? No, you're not weird. You're not weird at all. And there's <laughs> nothing wrong with romance in your past. <laughs> What's your biggest regret, do you think, looking back now? And it could be anything. It could be life regret or business decision. And what did you learn from it? In all honesty, I don't think I have any regrets. I used to answer that question with, I wish I had saved my money more. Mm -hmm. But then I look back at Germany, Austria, Italy, France, Jamaica, Uh, Japan, Australia, South Africa. I spent most of my income that I made in the adult film industry living life. I traveled the world. I met wonderful people, saw different cultures that just amazed me and were so beautiful. And 
So I, I can't say that, oh, I wish I'd saved my money. I work now. I save now. It's a whole different thing. I've been everywhere except Greece, which uh, I'm going to in the next couple of years. And That's now on the that, bucket list too. Is it? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I, I really don't have any regrets. Everything that I've done, be it good, bad, or indifferent, mm-hmm. has made me the woman that I am today. If I were to be buried, which I won't, but if I were, there would be a tombstone and God forbid it said, I wish I had. Right. My tombstone would have said, maybe I shouldn't have done that one dot, dot, dot twice. <laughs> ah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Is, you know, what we've done in the past is who makes us who we are today, I guess. Exactly. And even things that were done to us, which I would never wish on anybody certain right. things that happened in my life. But again, they made me stronger. They made me a survivor. Mm-hmm. They made me a fuller, better person. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be your, your first guest probably to say I have no regrets. I love that. I love that. What about you? Do you have regrets? Uh, I mean, I do. I always laugh about I probably would have gotten married less times. <laughs> you know? But... I think in our day and age, when we were younger, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but it seems like as I talk to people that we used to equate sex with love. Yes. You know, I, when I, I younger years. Mm-hmm, and so the first, you know, male that really gave interest in me, you know, I married him in a heartbeat. And now I'm looking back thinking, what? Yeah, I should have well, been more confident. I should have been more <laughs> confident in myself. but. But look at how confident, beautiful, and content and happy with who you are you are today. Well, you know, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been an, an evolution for sure. So talk to me about events. You ta- you have a horror show event coming up? I will be in Denver, Colorado this weekend at the All Cards Weekend. Okay. Uh, selling mainstream films, Pretty mm-hmm. Girl uh, 8x10s, and I have over 50 trading cards. So I have wow. 34 that I have possession of and copies of. I have possession of all of them I've ever done, but the, these, there they're were only 500 of each made. They're numbered. They're trimmed in 14 karat gold. They're on credit card plastic. I'll be bringing those. I'll be bringing posters. Uh, I design my jewelry. I bring my jewelry to the shows. Yeah. And I love doing the conventions and the personal appearances. Because I get to interact with my fans mm-hmm. and I love my fans. I've been, I think the type of person you are is the type of fan that you attract. And so the harder, tougher girls are going to attract the harder, tougher guys. Mm-hmm. I was always the girl next door. So my fans are 99% of the time respectful, wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, and kind. And now I've got three generations of fans, the adult fans that I, I, I grew over the years. Mm-hmm. I have my, my, my radio days fans. Now today I have my horror film fans, my, and, and I have to tell you about horror films. One of the reasons that I enjoy them so much is the attitude that we had on my early adult films was it takes all of us to make this wonderful project and everybody cares. Everybody contributes the independent horror film genre and family are 
I'm a little off, if you haven't noticed, in general. Not forgetting what I'm saying. No, I, I know what I'm talking about right now. And my horror fans are a little bit off too. Mm-hmm. And so I feel the family element. I feel yeah. the uh, community, let's make the best project element of it. And the best thing that I think I took, one of the best things from my adult film career was learning how to film. I know behind in front of the cameras and the gonzo element, we would shoot a feature film in five days. And horror films, I've done everything from a one-day shoot to a six-month shoot. And that wonderful family, that camaraderie, and the guerrilla filmmaking attitude. Because we Mm -hmm. only have so much time. You need to know what you're doing. Everybody has fun. And we all make something that we're proud of. It reminds me of, of the good old days in porn. Horror films, it's my, they are my new family, the horror fans and community. That is awesome. And how fun, too. It really is. I, I do a lot of personal appearances, a lot of autograph signings, a lot of conventions. I'll be in Denver this weekend. Look for me okay. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana coming up. Uh, I've got a Chicago gig coming up. I've got so many that's hard to even remember. But mm-hmm. I'm, if, if you're a convention fan... Start looking at your local ads, go on the horror film community web pages and find out where I'm going to be. You know, there's too many to to mention. That's great. great. Uh, And you'll be at Miami Exotica as well, right? No. No. No, I have a family commitment. Okay. Okay. I have a family commitment. I'm going back to Rockford, Illinois, my hometown. My my, my stepmother passed away not too long ago. So Mm. we're putting her and fathers. Thank you. It's been, you know, it's been a while now. Mm-hmm. But we're putting them into their monument, gotcha. and we, we're planting trees. We have eight trees that we're planting, uh, and it'll be so wonderful to see my family, my nieces, yeah. nephews, my cousins. And not that it's it's a it's a happy moment, but it's the cycle of life. Exactly. Yeah. I was just gonna say that you took the words out of my mouth. Absolutely. And I rather than cry all the time about it, I look back and appreciate and remember all of the wonderful times that we had together. Yeah. So for me, this is just her going on to the next phase, whatever that may be. I have no idea. There may not even be one, but this part is over and it was full and it was fabulous. That is awesome. I love that attitude because I know I've told my kids, like, I don't want no big sad day. Like you better throw a damn party and say, that bitch was wild and crazy as all get out. (laughs) Uh, I feel the exact same way. Have you ever done porn? Yeah. So I shot for score, the score group. Okay. It's been about a year and a half ago. I have largely shied away from studio porn, although I've reached out to a couple studios that are in my niche, you know, the Milfi, Gilfi, Cougar, Stepmom um, thing. So I like to be in control of my stuff and I'm very unique. I don't allow any nudity of myself on social media. So you'll never see my tits or pussy on Twitter ever unless someone pirates it from somewhere. From somewhere. I like that. I like that. I'm actually doing my first full nude. uh, It's it's a feature film. It's a horror film for Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, it's called Everything That Moves. I play a cougar 
who hires a a male, a a gigolo. I don't know if there's a Mm -hmm. new term for that or not and fall in love with him. And I won't tell you what happens to me or what happens further on in the script, but I will be nude, fully nude on film for the first time in forever, unless it was for my OnlyFans. So for somebody, and especially for a mainstream film. And Vinegar Syndrome is no, they're not, they're not the biggest studio, but they put out a lot of my, my, my films. They re-release a lot of my films, uh, digitally remastered. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited. Yes, that is exciting. But I'm a little nervous. Um, I'm hoping that I can walk onto the set and remember that I'm not 20. Mm-hmm. I am this age. And so as long as I can just be content and satisfied with who I am, yeah, that I should be okay. But, you know, when I, when I, every time I read through the scenes, I, and there's, you know, it's like a five page dialogue scene. It's, mm-hmm. it's a big scene. It'll be very interesting. And, and I, you know, more than likely I'm going to walk onto the set and just feel comfortable with my, my new, newly acquired fans from the horror genre. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Fine. But look for, uh, look for Feed Me. Look for everything, anything that moves. Kid Killer. Oh, I just finished a film called The Gifted. That will be released in the spring in Las Vegas. We're having a big party that anyone can come to. Oh, that sounds like fun. It'll be the cast and uh, the director and the producer of the film. As well as the leading actor, the leading ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Who says gentlemen any- anymore? <laughs> I think I do. It's our age again. It's our gay age. It is. It is. Instead of dudes, <laughs> we say the gentlemen. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, I was super excited to have you, and I just love to hear how you know your career has evolved over the years you definitely have longevity nothing stopping you you have so much ahead where can people find you for your content um do both your nude <laughs> and right. your mainstream stuff uh you know what the best thing to probably do is go look up my my filmography on uh IMBD and uh, go from there. There's not one place where you can get my all my my new films. You really have to you have to know what you're looking for. I've got Doctor Death Face coming out, Murder Sizes coming out, two films for Showtime coming nice. out. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. And then the biggest feature that I will have been in since Young Guns Two, even though ninety nine point nine percent of my my all my dialogue is cut. At, you don't even know who I am in the movie anymore. It's 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 a photo. It's me turning into the camera. So onlyfans.com slash blame it on ginger. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle there is blame it on ginger as well. Uh, I'm on Sex Panther. And as far as appearances go, I wish I could tell you there was one place to know. The only thing I can suggest is that you go to the horror film pages mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. look for the conventions. And I'm always okay. advertised. Yeah, and I think you post on Twitter a lot too about it, don't you? I do. I, I you know that is the other way. Follow me on Twitter. Follow on Twitter, and you will know where I'm going to be next. That's awesome. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule. I just can't even hardly believe how busy you are. Anything for you, beautiful. 
Oh, well, thanks again. And I can't wait to see you in person, maybe at Exotica, New Jersey, maybe. I'll have to see if it's in my schedule. I have, I have somebody who tells me where I'm going now. I was thinking, I hope you have at least an assistant to help you with all this. I do. I do. I have a road manager that, that helps me on the road and restocks my, my, my goodies that I'm going to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always give gifts away. When you meet me at a convention, what I usually do is I, I create a poker chip, my face on one side and the convention logo on the back. So it's a okay. wonderful little memory. If you get the chance to meet me, come up. I will give you something free just for following me and being my fan. That is so awesome. All right. Well, I can't wait to see you at the next convention that we end up at. <laughs> wait, you're a beautiful woman. Thank you for having me, honey. Likewise.